What did you eat for breakfast? What did I eat for breakfast? Uh, I actually did eat something for breakfast. What did I have? I had meatballs. That's what it was. Uh, the Swedish meatballs from Ikea. Welcome to Music on Your Own Terms, the podcast that aims to help musicians develop an entrepreneurial mindset through interviews, as well as discussing resources, concepts, successes, and more. Providing a platform to talk about negative emotions such as anxiety and depression in order to help overcome them in the context of music and reduce the social stigma. This is episode 86. Sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Printing Company in Fort Worth, Texas, offering screen printing, embroidery, laser engraving, and a range of other services. Go to theskinnyarmadillo.com to learn how they can help you get your merch business to the next level. I'd really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes, because that really helps the podcast get in front of more people just like you who want to learn from the successes, strategies, and failures of artists and entrepreneurs that I talk to. I really feel that the information coming from those guests is exceedingly valuable for the musicians community and anyone wanting to pick up tips from other people's experiences. For this episode, I caught up with my friend Andrew Plan, who was the first person I met at the CD Baby DIY Musician Conference back in September of 2019. Andrew talks about how his dad's love of music influenced his own, how music called him away from a potential career in medicine, and his experience in various songwriting contests. We also learn about his songwriting methodologies, getting onto playlists with his music, and how he is healing people with his music, both performing in various hospitals, and also with the message in his latest single with collaborator Christine Riding. This week's suggested artist is Ancients, with two eyes, from Canada. As with Abysmal Dawn, they are also label mates with Voyager on Seasons of Mist. I've loved this band's sound from the moment I heard them. To me, it's a mix of Mastodon and classic death metal, with some doom mixed in. In any case, there's not a great deal to say other than the music is awesome, the production is killer, and I love the band. If you like the clips you're hearing, then go show them some love and support them. Don't forget, I have new merch in the store. Go to store.musiconyourownterms.com and if you sign up to the mailing list before October 31st, you'll be in with a chance to win a shirt and a mask of your choice. Just go to musiconyourownterms.com and click the sign up link. Here's my interview with Andrew Plan. 
Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today I am joined by Andrew Plan. How are you doing, man? Good, Sam. Happy to be here. Thanks. And we, we just heard from you in episode 75 uh, when I did my Just the Tip for the CD Baby conference that uh, obviously we met at last year. Um, so kind of bummed it didn't happen this year, but is what it is but yeah yeah so we've we've really already heard about what you got out of the, the conference but let's start with uh you know an intro of of who you are what you do yeah sure so hi everyone i'm andrew plan i'm a pop singer songwriter based in the dallas fort worth area and yeah i'm just i'm on a mission to comfort to heal and inspire through the music my music and uh, through sharing my music with with everybody, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I've definitely talked a little bit about uh, music or s- even just sound itself as as a healing uh, tool in in the podcast before. So that's that's great. Um, so yeah, let's dig into your background a little bit. You know how how did you get where you are? I mean, is it is it? I read that you were um, a pre med student and you decided to pursue music. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's pretty much the, the long and short of it definitely a lot of turns in my story but yeah I did I did start off as a pre-med student uh my dad's a doctor so I thought that's that's a great noble profession and I think deep down I knew I've always been attracted to to healing um people uh-huh. that can that can heal others and um so I thought that was the way I was going to go with my life went to college you know check, checked off all the boxes like uh was really set up to kind of uh, do well in that field if I if I really wanted to do that and then uh, I got an opportunity to do research public health research in the Philippines after I graduated college and uh, that ended up being a really great like soul searching opportunity like if you can imagine you're I was 3,000 miles away from all of my usual influences on my life like family friends peers and it gave me an opportunity to think about you know what did I what I really want uh, to do with my life and just came to the conclusion that I, I didn't want to do medicine. Um, and I wanted wow. to do music, but I didn't really know what that meant or what that looked like. You know, it's like, oh, I, I like writing songs. I like playing them for people. But uh, I didn't really know how to get from that aspiration to, to doing it. And so um, since then, just kind of always been sort of holding that, um, having that as a, as a North Star as... The, the twist and turns of my life have unfolded like okay how how do I continue to integrate this important part of me uh, making music and sharing it with others uh, integrate that uh. into my life even even as I move into to different things like for instance like right now my day job I'm I'm a web developer uh, at a uh-huh. local startup so it's cool that I've been able to go into a um, industry uh, occupation where I can be creative um, it doesn't mm. scratch the same itch, um, but but even then, it's still it's a challenge, but but also fun to kind of figure out like okay, I've got these other things going, but to keep music moving forward uh, in a meaningful way. Absolutely. So, um, I mean, were you born in the Philippines, or were you born in the U.S. and your family's from the Philippines? Yeah, the latter. So I was born. Uh, yeah, I was born in Beaumont, Texas, uh, South South Texas. Uh, okay. Those those in the know, but yeah, my parents uh, immigrated here, um, sort of early early eighties. Okay. Yeah, um, that's cool. So when did you actually start playing or singing? Yeah, uh, I started playing singing um, probably when I was like thirteen or fourteen. Uh, 
my dad, uh, someone who gave me the the music bug. He he huh. he loves he loves playing the Beatles and Eagles. He had his own little high school uh, Beatles cover band, and he always has guitars laying around. And I just decided to pick one up um, one awesome. day, and that was like the hobby that stuck. And I wanted I was really into classic rock. Like I, yeah, I wanted to play Eagles and Beatles, and got into Hendrix uh-huh. and all that. But then uh, found out that oh, I could you can write songs and and that was really uh exciting or, or a turning point like I, I just got obsessed with that and kind of never looked back that's fantastic what so yeah so you, you um you went to college and uh you so did you you graduated and then so i i'm not really familiar with where pre-med it falls on the spectrum of like degrees so you you've got like a degree and then you would have gone into more of a doctorate or something yeah so i got a degree specifically uh in human human biology and okay. it's uh it's so yeah it's not it's not like necessarily like a, a pre-med degree but it's it's a degree where it's sort of like a little bit like choose your own major but for people uh. who who want who are in that general direction like biology or healthcare. so like for example i i was studying at the time my concentration was like uh international health in developing countries mm-hmm. um that was okay. something I was really focused on at the time. So I could have gone into like maybe a public health career or more likely, like I was saying, I probably would have pursued a, a medical degree um, mm-hmm. and became a doctor. So what do you think uh, you got out of the um, the degree process and learning that you've actually, um, you know, put into your music career? Is there any, any takeaways that you've used? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's a good question. I, yeah, I think several things. I think I think going through college and, and completing just just completing a degree and, and doing wow. all of the things like I think for me instilled a lot of like professionalism or um, uh, just a, a, a no, more knowing of like standards of I guess of what the real world um, expects. And so sure. I think uh, that's definitely given me a leg up and like when I go into music, like how I present myself, like actually uh-huh. the little things like, you know, are my, are my emails like coherent or, you know, are they proofread? That sort of thing. When I talk to people, um, I've, are my, are my, are my responses thought out and congruent with my values and all that. And like sort of, yeah, like that's sort of like deep thought process. I don't think I would have had if I hadn't, gone to college and and, uh. and gone through that sort of meta learning of how to how to walk in the world or how to walk in in your profession absolutely that's cool so yeah uh what was there a was there a band growing up or a musician that really like if you, if you had that crossroads of just you know having the guitar lying around or like going into music full fully fledged like was there a specific musician or band that that really scratched that itch in your in your mind. I'm like, oh, I have to do that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that guy would be or guy would be John Mayer. Um, okay. I remember I heard um, Neon, uh, a song of his called Neon, uh, and it, it, I just uh, if you haven't heard this song, uh, those listening out there, it's it's got a really intricate guitar part, but you know he's he's writing a pop song over it and i just thought oh. that was really cool it's like okay there's this high degree of mus- musicianship that scratches the sort of guitar player itch but then he's also saying something about his life or his experiences and 
um, mm. and making something that a everyday person could digest. And I guess that's always been something that's that's just like really cute, cool, like making something that um, is musically satisfying, but uh, also communicate something that can comfort, help other people. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so talk, talk us through what, where you've been, you know, since you started doing music. Um, you, I mean, you've done a bunch of, uh, you've gotten a bunch of awards and finalists, you know, finals in various songwriting um, contests. Like, can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I guess that all started, uh, I was, like, senior year of college, uh, there was this, uh, there's this group uh, called Collaboration, or I guess some sort of nonprofit, but they basically their mission is to support Asian Americans uh, in the arts. And so I found out about them and I just auditioned on a whim, like, okay, you know, see what this is about. And, you know, they, they liked me and they sent me through to their, uh, to the, I guess, finalist showcase. Uh, and it was held in uh, San Francisco, the Palace of Fine Arts, which uh, is a really, okay. really nice venue to, to play yeah. at. And so uh, that was a trip to like, you know, kind of tinkering on my little songs in my dorm room to like playing for playing the song for, you know, a sold out crowd of a thousand, you know, was, um, so that was cool. That was definitely like a, a big, yeah, like a turning point. I'm like, okay, you know, this is cool. Like, I'd like to do more of this uh, somehow. Um, you know, since then, yeah, you mentioned the, the songwriting stuff. So yeah, a couple of different uh, uh, awards. Um, I lived in East Texas for a little bit and there was a songwriting competition out there. And, um, yeah, I've always been, there's a time when I was, uh, focused more on writing for other artists. And so just kind of, uh, spent some time in the, the wilderness and just kind of, or the mm. metaphorical wilderness and just trying to hone my, hone my writing chops. And, uh, but, but it's cool. I, I like those sorts of things because then you get to connect with the, the local musicians and the local, uh, writing community. And I, I definitely learned uh, a lot from them. Awesome. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you, you, you were still, does it, it sounded like you were still in college when you went to that competition. You, you played for like a thousand people. Did you have any uh, stage fright at that point? Because that would have freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't like, yeah, no. There's definitely like fright. I, I, I was thinking of like Adele, and I just remember hearing one of her stories where she's just like, yeah, I like throw up before. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't quite there, but. But yeah, it was sort of when you're in those situations, you know, you like in that instance, I, I only played one song. So it's like it, mm. it went by like that, like in the right. blink of an eye, like you get up there and um, and it's interesting because you look out at the crowd. You don't really know. You don't really see like all of their faces because of the lighting. It's just like flashes yeah. and stuff. And so it's 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 kind of a surreal thing. Um, you don't feel that there's a thousand people, but you just kind of like do the song, try to stay in the moment and then get off the stage. Uh, that's kind of how it was. Did, did you do any um, public speaking courses at college? Uh, on... No, no public speaking huh. courses. Um, but I've, yeah, I definitely had plenty of opportunities to do that. Um, yeah, no courses, but I was involved in a lot of like, like even in my human biology courses, there were definitely like a lot of presentations. I was involved hmm. in several like community service organizations and in leadership roles. So I did have to like regularly talk to groups and, and whatnot so um okay yeah do you have a lot of um music out there not under your name then if you mentioned talking you know collaborating and writing for other people is there is there released music that's not 
Yeah, yeah. So I have a few. Um, I have a few, or I guess just I have one song with uh, with uh, my friend uh, Christine Riding. She's a country artist, and we actually did uh, collaborated on my latest single, "People Needing People." But I've got one song on her last uh, last record. Uh, so cool. Yeah. So yeah, that leads me into uh, what what is your uh, kind of release strategy? Because you've got people needing people, which is uh, you. I don't know if we'll be hearing that at the end of the episode, but um, and then you have one other that I found on Spotify, um, and I do do notice pre COVID you've done a lot of uh, you know gigs at coffee shops and doing the acoustic thing. So I mean, obviously the 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 people needing people song is very you know it's got an electronic bass to it. Do you, what what is your body of work looking like as far as a set list, and is there a plan to kind of release it? you know bit by bit or is there an album coming so what's what's your plan there yeah yeah sure so so sonically uh to your first uh question definitely the the music is yeah i play live and it's it's acoustic i sometimes bring a looper so sort of the, okay. the ed, ed, ed sheeran sort of sort of setup i i've tr- i've tried looking into like i've played around with ableton and, and all that and i don't know i just it's hard. It's just a lot of hassle, I guess, with the uh. with the hardware, having it set up and making sure it works. On it introduces a lot of stress for me. So I, I try to keep it uh, organic. But that being said, like I do like fully produced songs, and as I said, I'm a I'm a pop artist, and I I really I really love like the sounds out there in in contemporary pop, and so um, definitely will at least with the rec- on the recorded side of things keep trending towards that and just uh, embracing that. Um, yeah, and then for release strategy, uh, right now it's sort of uh, singles uh, so far. So yeah, I have had one at the end of twenty nineteen uh, supposed to go, and then this mm-hmm. this song, "People Meeting People," um, also a sort of uh, yeah, sort of standalone thing, and hoping to do one more before the end of twenty twenty. But uh, would also like to start rolling those up, and and I've been stockpiling songs uh, ever since, or really since before COVID. Um, hit so I'm I'm excited to kind of like keep developing those and figure out um, yeah what what makes sense as a as a larger body of work what makes sense with my narrative so that'll come down the pike sometime in uh, 2021. So um, I mean just just for my benefit I mean what why only two like if you've got all these songs is it an artistic choice of like you're not happy with them is it just a strategy long like a long-term strategy like you're teasing it little bit by little bit or is it just yeah i think um yeah and you know i'm still trying to figure all this stuff out myself uh definitely definitely feel very much a beginner in all Mm. this but i think my perspective on that right now is um i'm going to release a song i i want to sort of balance like yeah like like I, I do like the tension is like, yeah, I have all this music. I'd love to share it with people, but I also want to give each song it's due sort, mm. sort of sense. So like, you know, whether, you know, and you know, like maybe a few weeks to, to talk about beforehand and a few weeks be- to talk about it uh, afterwards to um, so, but of course the downside of that is, is like, you know, if you, you, I take like six weeks, four to six weeks per song, that's only so many songs. So um so who knows, like, you know, I think some songs um, will be able to stand alone as as actual singles in terms of like 
creating a conversation around it. Some may just, they'll only just live when the the album or the EP drops, you know, or sure. some sort of B-side thing. So, um, yeah, so still, still kind of like figuring that out, but that's kind of like my thought process right now. Yeah, I mean, I on the on the back of uh, people needing people. I mean, I think it's extremely well produced and well written. So, I mean, I is there a little bit of uh, perfectionism going on there? Maybe. <laughs> I, de- I definitely have that myself. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I am perfectionist uh, as they come, and I'm I'm so thankful that uh, Christine, my my collaborator, was on the release because um, if I didn't have somebody else, I don't know, I might it might I might still be in here like tinkering with with mix 102 you know like, right um so version 2-2 version 1.a or something. Oh, all the decimals man yeah i've got got all of that so yeah there's definitely some of that um and yeah trying to navigate that too because yeah definitely don't want to have be in a situation where it's like you know i've got all these hits on the hard drive sort of thing um definitely want the music to be heard so mm-hmm. um yeah part of my personal journey to to sort of you know, no, it's, yeah. it's definitely uh, something people struggle with. I, I've always struggled with that. That's actually kind of the reason back in, uh, I don't know, going back about five, six years ago, why I was stuck not playing out. And I was just like, no, I'm not good enough. I'll practice more. No, I'm not good enough. And then event, essentially, uh, or eventually I kind of heard the just do it kind of phrase. And mm. I got my ass in gear and, you know, got out there, but. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things. Um, so on that, just just finishing up on that, um, mm-hmm. do you, because you play acoustic and 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 I imagine the songs sound a lot more stripped down, but that's I think as a musician that kind of really uh, separates good songs from bad songs. If you strip them down, then you're you're really all you have is the 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 song structure. Um, do you feel that you know one day maybe they'll come out as a an acoustic EP, live EP, something like that? So it's like you've got this electronic, you know, produced stuff, and then you've got the the uh, the stripped down versions. You think that would be something in your strategy? Oh, definitely, definitely be part of of my strategy. You know, I I love both sides. You know, I love mm. when my favorite artists do like you know full blown productions, and I love when it's just them and in a piano. So I imagine my fans will will be the same way so um yeah not sure where it fits but yeah there will definitely be both versions living out there somehow awesome um and yeah i noticed you've done um you've gotten a, a bit of success with playlists how, how how did that get hooked up and can you talk about the promotion and the you know it, for, for somebody who wanted to get on that type of playlist how, how would you go about it yeah um let's see so for for people needing people i've had a couple of yeah a couple of uh, playlist placements so one of them came through uh, pr so uh, christine and i uh, did hire uh, a pr specialist to uh, uh-huh. help get uh, yeah to help get uh, press coverage for our song going and yeah one of those was um, uh, new york country swag and they really liked the song and so they put it uh, on their playlist so so that was so that was nice uh you know, to, and that was my first time hiring PR. So it's very like, it was cool and like trippy to like, you know, go in your email inbox and be like, oh yeah, there's this other thing that I didn't have anything to do really uh, with it. But, um, uh. but yeah, so, so it does help uh, PR. Uh, and then the other one uh, was through uh, Love Good and 
um, love good media. And I just reached out to them. I, for, for me, I just really liked, um, their mission. I really liked their mission and, and the, the artists they support and whatnot. And I reached out, it just so happened. They, they like what, like what I do too. So, I, you know, they played my first single back in 2019, they put it on a playlist. So I just reached out again and just, you know, just trying to, to continue the relation relationship with them. That's great. Yeah. How did the um how did the collaboration with Christine come about? Yeah, so Christine and I have been writing for about uh, four years now. We met in a songwriting class back in 2016, and and part of the class's deal was like if everybody was paired up with each other at one point, and you had to write a song uh, with each other. Mm. And so uh, I wrote a song uh, with Christine, and um, we hit it off. You know, I, I for me, I really. Uh, enjoy uh, Christine's sensibility, writer sensibilities, both musically and especially uh, lyrically. I find that as a writer, uh, music is most natural to me. Um, concepts of concepts will come and lyrics will come in pieces, but I find for myself, uh, I really benefit when there's a lyricist to help me sort of tie everything together. And so Christine, for me, has been like uh, one of those people, uh, hmm. great collaborators. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so people needing people. She, she, we wrote this like a little over a year ago, actually, and um, yeah, but uh, she brought in the idea. She had most of the chorus uh, in, and and I just immediately resonated with it. Just, um, yeah, like I, like we both we both have loved ones uh, with uh, with autism who are on the spectrum, and okay. uh, we saw. Yeah, we both see the the sort of the daily prejudice that that they face, and just uh. wanting, wishing that that people could sort of see past the labels, see past the surface, and see see the beauty, and the dignity, and in, in in that person. Um, so, so yeah, that's fantastic. Um, and yeah, maybe that ties in well with uh, what I was going to ask next. Um, I saw that you both are involved in um, Musicians on Call. Could you talk about that organization? Yeah, love Musicians on Call. So Musicians on Call, yeah, it's, a, it's an organization that provides live music to uh, people who don't get to see live music. So uh, people uh. Uh, in hospitals, you know, of, of, of all ages, um, I think veterans as well. I'm not sure about that, but but for me, uh, what that looks like is I, I volunteer, or before COVID, I volunteered in the the Dallas chapter here, and um, I play at primarily at the Children's Hospital. And so, mm -hmm. uh, what I do is um, so I'll, I'm the musician, and then I have a guide with me who's in charge of like knowing which patients to go to, and then I go we go door to door, and I sing them, I sing the patients a song. You know, I let them choose, I give them some choices, and. Uh, they they pick a song, usually a Disney song. So I sing a lot of Disney, um, but it's uh -huh. uh, yeah, it's 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 so. I, don't know, I just I, I love that. I love what they do, and I love what they do for and and also for for myself as a musician because I think it's it's just a very pure thing. Like you oh, know, yeah, we're all absolutely. we're all like we're I'm going, you know, always thinking about career. Like how can I, you know, how can I reach more people or how can I reach the people I'm already reaching? But there's something just very pure about like, Oh yeah. I, you know, music, I can make music and, and, uh -huh. and create and give music to people. Like that's a beautiful, precious thing. And it's just cool to be able to just go to people who like 
can't get that and just like here you go here's here's some music totally yeah absolutely that's that's really cool um yeah i mean going back to your songwriting like what what is your process you mentioned you're more comfortable doing more the music side um but like how, how how do you start a song concept yeah um any it's a lot of hmm. i guess there's not like any one way i just i guess very generally i just sort of have my antennas up so mm-hmm. um sometimes it'll be something that I'm, i've just been thinking about other times it's like something i hear on a tv show or in a conversation with someone i'll just pull out my phone jot it down and um i've kind of have this sort of little workflow in the mornings where uh, i sit down at the piano or with my guitar and i look through my notes and i just start i just start singing them whatever i wrote down i just start singing um and sometimes it's most of the times it's it's rubbish but sometimes i'll 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 hear something or i'll sing something i'll be like oh I feel something there and then I'll try uh. and take that idea and work that up either to the point where, yeah, it's, it's a finished song. I did it myself or sometimes I'll work it up to the point where like, you know what? I like this, but I want to bring somebody else in. So I might talk to Christine or someone, another writer and just be like, Hey, I, I think you, you, you could do your magic on this. Like you want to work uh. on this sort of thing. So. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's half the battle is just doing stuff and, and, having a rhythm um like you said that there's never not everything people come up with is going to be like a massive hit or anything it's 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 about you know working through ideas and i think that's really really important people people understand there's so much and you don't even have to say it's failure it's it's just stuff that you know it's it's a way of getting from a to b it's it's stuff that builds um, into something else you may not use it but it, it it really influences and if you if you're not sitting down and you discourage that hey this this chord progression it sucks um you know and then you don't end up doing it for another five days nothing you're not going to write anything but if you if you keep pr- it, songwriting is a practice just like playing your instrument is a practice so yeah yeah totally totally agree with that yeah and i think it's just yeah, there's something like like you said, just having a rhythm and like sort of letting go of like uh, any one idea. It's like, all right, well, there's going to be another one tomorrow or whatever your schedule is. Do, do you ever have the the fear of um, if you don't get it down on a on a, a voice memo or or your notes down in an app? Do you ever get that fear of oh, I'm I'm going to forget it and that's like the best idea? <laughs> oh, all the time. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess my perspective is I've sort of made my my piece with that like you know sometimes i'll get inspiration in the most um inconvenient of times like i don't know i'm like just like racing down a highway or something it's like i gotta focus on the road right now or you know yeah. and just like just sort of making these compromises with the muse like you know maybe that was the world beating song that <laughs> but uh-huh. yeah just sort of make the piece like and just kind of like i said earlier it's like though there will be more um there'll be more ideas uh do do you do you um think that the ideas end up coming out anyway? Like if it comes out at one point and it doesn't get materialized in some you know way, shape, or form, um, do you think it your subconscious kind of pushes it out again at another time? Totally, yeah. I yeah, I think for me, like I've noticed a lot. Um, I forget who said it, but sort of like like art like artists only write about like the same 
five things in their lives. You know, maybe it's like their pivotal moments or whatever, but they're uh-huh. sort of like revisiting those themes over and over. And I think that happens to me a lot of like, sometimes I'll have an idea and I think it's throwaway, but it actually does resonate with me and somehow when it comes out, maybe it's, it becomes part of another song. Um, mm. Yeah. Like that happens a lot. Like sometimes the, the bad songs or the songs I don't use, they're sort of like, um, they're like practice runs for the, the song I, I did that does convey like what I wanted to convey, like in those previous Absolutely. Like, four ways. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, one, the, the other thing that I kind of, I kind of experience is, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll focus on this one part and maybe it's a guitar riff or something and I'll keep going through it and I'll try and get it better and try and get it better. Cause like that, that pitch isn't quite right. Or that timing's not quite right. But then I lay it down. I'm like, I gotta go to bed. And then I listen to it a couple of days later. I'm like, actually, that's pretty damn good. You know, even though I thought it was garbage the day before, it's like, you know, oh, you know what? It actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah. No, I think that's so important. It's like, yeah, like giving that space and like not listening right, at, like not making the snap judgment because yeah, uh. like I'm like I'm with you. It's like, and most of the time it is. It's it's actually the opposite. It's like, oh, this is cool, and then I listen three days later, and it's like this is no this is no one's gonna hear this i'm gonna put this somewhere a dark place but right but you gotta like i think what's been really important for me in my any creating is like how do you create that objectivity i guess Uh. to be to be in a place where you could really say like oh yeah i want to keep developing this or you know this this actually should go in the the go back in the archive i guess Uh, absolutely I guess that's that's something everyone fights. Yeah. It goes back to the perfectionism. Totally. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, I do... Uh, regular listeners know I like to have what I call the non-quickfire uh, question round, which I think I need to start coming up with some kind of uh, uh, theme song for it. Um, what significant negative experience have you overcome, and what did that teach you? Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, um, this is not a specific one, but I, I've, I've always struggled with, uh, anxiety and, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, perfectionism we've talked about earlier, but, you know, for, for a, a long time, um, uh, even though like I, I made that decision after college, like I really want to do music, but there's a, a period of most of a decade where I wasn't like putting out any sort of music and and that was just due to like sort of anxiety and worrying too much about like what people might think what what friends or family might say or you know and um there's there's a lot of like um yeah there's a lot of work i i had to do or um to just kind of be able to i don't think it ever goes away or or at at least for me but um I a lot of work I had to do to be able to sort of manage that and, and still be able to say like I hear you anxiety but I'm going to put this music out anyways I'm going to actually be out in the world and say like I'm an artist so uh-huh. um, and I think yeah so so that's I guess that yeah so that that sort of ongoing journey with anxiety and then I guess just learning is sort of stepping not instead of like step leaning into it um yeah it's just sort of like i don't know just smoke and mirrors i guess 
Like a lot of times, like I just feel like, okay, I can. It, every time I do that, more often than not, I'm just like, okay, I see. Like those are just thoughts. I can. Uh-huh. I, I'm okay. I can. I can move forward with this. This thing I actually want. Want to do. So absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. I. I definitely re- uh, resonate with that completely. Like I said, you know, I took me a, a good while to actually get out and start playing. Um, so and get you know play with other people. So. To, to back up on, on that um, question, what major positive experience has given you the encouragement to follow this as a journey? Yeah, so, yeah, marrying my wife, or, yeah, so, not, not our, um, I guess it's, it's a lot of things, but, so my wife, uh, my wife and I are actually high school sweethearts, and we, we reconnected after almost a decade of, of not seeing wow. each other, not talking to each other, and um, just having her in my life and, and now as husband and wife, um, she's just been a, just a, a wonderful supporter of, of what I do. And I think that's, that's really the other half of it too, is like when I'm not able to sort of talk myself into doing things for, for my music, she's there to sort of kick me in the pants, uh, <laughs> about it. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I have so much to thank, uh, to her for this. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, the final question is, what does music mean to you? Hmm. Um, hmm. Music means hope. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, okay, cool. And then uh, if anyone wants to find out you know about your music search for you get in touch where can they go yeah so uh you can find me on all these socials so facebook twitter instagram uh youtube just andrew plan as a man with the plan music all one word andrew plan music and then uh my website as well andrewplan.com fantastic and then uh, at the end i like to play a song um what song did you want to play uh yeah, I'd love for you to play my latest single, uh, People Needing People. Um, Will do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, we talked a little bit about the autism um, factor of it. Is there any other story behind the song that, like, could maybe caused you to, to want to write it? or? Yeah, yeah. Or it's not really a, s- a story, but, I mean, I think, you know, in these times, everyone, everyone, there, there's a lot of strife and, and division. Right. And I think even uh-huh. before COVID hit um, and everything that's going on right now, um, a year ago, um, Christine and I felt that. And, you know, I, and it's just hard to see like people, people that saw people, see people that I look up to or care about sort of write other people off because of uh. something they heard on the news or an opinion. And I just think, um, you know, I, the divisions come from a place of hurt, and 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 I never want to to shy away from that and shy away from the healing that that needs to be done or the the, mm-hmm. the reconciliation. But I think too, it's sort of like that's like I think the end goal is so is like we we heal the division so we can be whole again, so we can come together again. Uh, and so, yeah, that's what that that's what people needing people, um, yeah, one facet that that. I really wanted to get 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 through was like yes we need healing but let's 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 remember to we're still one human race and we still need we still need each other 
in all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Totally agree. All right. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation. It's great to catch up with you again after a, it's been over a year now. So yeah. Um, let Let's hope next year. You know, the conference is back on. I'm definitely planning on going. I don't know if you if you're planning on going. If yeah. it does happen. Yeah, but... I would love to 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 yeah just reunite in a post COVID world and can all actually yeah. hang out. Person. Absolutely. It might be a conference where we're in some kind of bubble suit, but <laughs> yeah, face shields we'll and all that. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you, thank you again so much, and uh, you know, continued success, and uh, you know, can't wait to hear more music. Yeah, same to you, Simon. Thank you so much for the time to talk with me. Thanks, as always, for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, then I'd be extremely grateful if you would. I have added a page on musiconyourownterms.com to allow you to do just that. On that page, I have added some eBay affiliate links to equipment I use on the podcast. If you buy anything from eBay with these links, then I earn a commission which really helps me continue to provide this great content to you, the listener. Don't forget, sign up for the mailing list before October 31st to be in with a chance of winning a shirt and a mask of your choosing. Don't forget, that's musiconyourownterms.com. Keep pushing the needle and be excellent to each other. And don't forget to vote. This is Andrew Plan and Christine Riding with People Needing People. We built the towers high To protect us from the voices That bury us alive We don't think twice As we lose what's in front of us Blinded by the fight Love is the only force Strong enough to break the walls down Love is the only force Strong enough to break the walls down The walls down Cause the world ain't just black and white It's a beautiful The shoes we wear and the burdens we bear, they don't decide our fate. No, the world ain't just black and white. We're just people, people needing people. We're just people, people needing. Imagine this with me. Under all this wreckage, beauty's bursting at the seams. All that we would see is the value in each other and the hazard we could We are the only force strong enough to break the walls down. We are the only force strong enough to break the walls down. The walls down. Cause the 